There's no better way to learn more about what it's like to go through something than to talk to somebody who's gone through something. And our next guest is exactly somebody like that. What he has gone through is gambling issues and not going to the casino. This is sports betting. And it happened in the U.K., and if you're just joining us, we talked with Declan Hill last half hour about how the U.K. has done what we've seen now in Ontario with eSports gambling. They did that years ago, and they have seen some issues statistically. And Callum Spoor got himself into a situation where he was gambling a lot. So the first thing that we asked Callum was how he's doing now. Um, yeah, I mean, in general, life, life's going very, very well. Um, so pretty much at the start of my career over here um, as a teacher, uh, which is, yeah, going, going really well. Um, yeah, definitely compared to uh, compared to about eight, eight months ago, eight months ago now, I would say. That recently? Yeah, it was. So it all really kind of um, came to a head in October of 2021 um when it got to the point where i was so kind of dependent and reliant on sports gambling that i couldn't afford my bus fare to work which was one pound 55 pence so and i still had like two weeks to payday so i was really kind of like in a jam i was you know I, I ended up lying to friends being like hey um i'm running low on cash i need it for the subscription thing for work as any way i can borrow some money and it'll always just be this vicious cycle of having to kind of pay people back to support this addiction which is at the time i didn't think it was but then quickly kind of emerged that it no it absolutely was there was no other sort of word for it um but yeah just back in back in october was when it already came to a head and sort of broke down and realized that i needed to kind of get help well, good for you. Let's talk about then how this began. How far back do you trace it in terms of a starting point? Yeah, so um, so I'm 25 now. Um, I made my first bets, um, I think pretty much when I turned 18, like the like my birthday weekend. Um, the companies over here, they every there's like hundreds of them. And each one of them has a different kind of sign-up offer. So they'll say to you, you know, with your first bet, bet £10 and you'll get £30 in free in free bets. Um, and you just think to yourself, right, great, cool. So I only put a little bit in and then I'll just gamble with that. It never stays at that. You just, you know, you sign up to different ones. You win some, you lose some. But you've now got, you know, accounts of multiple different ones. So maybe there's not money in one account. There's one, there's money in another account. You can just kind of, you know, see if it's kind of better with that. But yeah, I started in, yeah, when I was 18. Um, it didn't start, it didn't emerge to me as a problem then um, because I think I was I was living at home, you know, with my parents and then I went up to uni. So I had the, the fallback of like student finance, um, which was great here. And obviously my rent was all paid for. I was just, it was just sort of for enjoyment. And I think when it really started affecting me was probably 2018. Um, so I managed to win like two thousand pounds from like a five like five pounds on one bet, and then a week later win another thousand pounds, and I was like, "This is going to be good." That summer again, 
big winnings and even my mum was like how are you able to go out all the time you have you don't have a job and I was like I, I saved I saved I, I do my bit and I think reaching that sort of high of it and being like oh I'm, I'm actually quite good at this I wasn't I just had got very fortunate and I just decided yeah to keep kind of going back to it and very quickly it became sort of an issue um especially when I, I moved out of my parents home in in August um and within two months of kind of like being on my own my own finances and everything like that um I'd, yeah it had just become to a really kind of bad point spending 300 400 pounds a day and not seeing that return so definitely the big wins didn't help and it just sort of steadily increased until there was no kind of, yeah it was basically me left to my own devices really we're talking with callum spore right now on london live and callum is telling us what he has been through when it comes to sports betting so this seemed to start with five pound bets tiny bets small bets when did things kind of get to bigger amounts when you were betting 300 a day like you say or 400 a day was that after the wins or did that come when you when you started to chase losses take us there bit of both so Obviously, with the big wins, I'd be like, say, if I had one like a thousand, I would leave like a hundred in there, and I'd be like, oh, I'll put this all on like one bet. And then, um, a lot of the time, that the job I had previous prior to this one was was a sales job, so obviously worked with like commission and things. So in my head, I was like, I can. This depends how much how hard I work. I can then spend that on a gambling sort of thing. But yeah, definitely the. So then from there, I was like, I'd, I'd won a couple as well, like big like. It's a bit of a strange one. So sometimes I would bet a lot not to win very much. It'd be like if I would bet £50, it would just be to double my money and just to get 100 which obviously wasn't worth the risk at all. And then the sort of when it came to like the 300 and £400 losses in a day, that a lot came about from I would. So, so over here we have obviously the Premier League is the big advertisement. We've got football games on um, at three o'clock on a Saturday. You're looking at about. 50 60 different games on um i would i would create these these accumulators so a run of like six games that i needed a a certain result to happen in i would do multiple ones of these covering all different angles and then it wouldn't come through and not thankfully but in the evenings here we have the the late kickoff game so we have a game at half five so i then put more money in and try and chase that loss and you know diff like make the bets different there to try and yeah win more money and then that would fail. And um, well, if it did fail, I would then move on to the evening games. So this would then be, be looking at European games in leagues I wouldn't know a lot about, uh, you know, looking at the French league or um, the Portuguese league and just really kind of almost looking up stuff online, be like, oh, what's the thing to bet on here? But yeah, definitely when it came to like the, those big kind of amounts of money that I was losing, a lot of that was, was chasing losses and thinking, yeah, it's fine. I'll just make it back. And even if I did, I would. I wouldn't even break even. It would just be a less substantial loss, which right. is not the right attitude to have when it comes to sports betting at all. Everybody is thinking, and we're even kind of, it, it's hinted at in the advertising sometimes that that it's easy, that anybody can do it, that you can show off your expertise. And we all love to think about how much we know about sports. At any time, did you think, you know what, I, I could make a living at this. I'm having this 
you know, quick success or whatever it was. I, yeah, this is, I could see myself sitting on a yacht one day. This is great. Did those thoughts enter your mind? Yeah, they did. They, they definitely did. We, so it was after around about the first lockdown over here, um, me and, uh, and a friend I would um, not, not gamble with, but we'd, we'd, we'd share kind of our bets and stuff. And we'd be like, oh, you know, we, we know what we're talking about here. We really know our stuff. And we actually made our own kind of like Twitter account um, since deleted it. But we, we had this Twitter account where we would actually post kind of betting tips and be like, this is what we're doing. And we'd have like these spreadsheets tracking our wins and losses. And we'd be like, yeah, and we can, we've got evidence now to show just how good we are and all this. Um, so, yeah, we, we made this account and we were like, yeah, we're doing really well here. And in our heads, we quite quite selfishly really as well at the time, we thought about, oh, why don't we? um try and get affiliate links now in the uk there's a lot of um basically twitter accounts that will advertise being like oh i'm placing this bet here if you want to sign up to this um you know this betting company follow this link and what a lot of people don't know is that anyone who follows that link and places the bet using that link um if that bet loses um Obviously, the money goes to the betting, the, the betting company, but a certain percentage of that money um, will go to the person who's tweeted it. So there is money to be made from just telling people what to kind of bet on, which is what me and a, f- a friend of mine thought, oh, we can we can get something out of this. And I think that definitely sort of just made the what I didn't realize was a problem at the time uh, made it a lot kind of worse for me because I, in my head, I was like, oh, I've got this statistical you know, evidence to back it up. I know what I'm talking about. I did not, but it was, yeah. It feels that way. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Callum Spore joining us. Callum, how did you get yourself out of what you were just describing, which was the cycle of betting money every day, chasing bets, not having enough money to get to work? How did you get out of that? So I was very, very fortunate to um, – be as, as close as I am to my family. Um, I was, so I, I'd managed to get to work on that day. Um, I did, I kind of just, I went to the toilets, kind of broke down. I was incredibly upset, like panicking. Um, uh, and thankfully, of all the people that worked there, it was the, you know, sort of like essentially the, the HR department, the, the sort of counselor person there was the one who found me and just spoke to me and asked me what was up. And I just sort of unloaded and started speaking about, you know, what I was what I was doing. And it was the first time I'd ever actually spoken to someone in a, in a sort of negative way about what I was doing, because I would always sort of make excuses for it. I'd always be like, Oh, it's fine. I'll just make this money back. I don't have any, you know, I don't have any dependence on me or anything. I don't have anyone to rely on me. So this is all my money. It's fine. But yeah, he, he very, he was very, very supportive, very, very helpful. And he just said to me, go, go home, tell your family that, you know, they're not going to, be upset or outcast you or anything like this um so i, I yep yeah, i went home i told my sister first because we're very close uh then came in spoke to my mom about it um went through the issue um she was fortunate enough to 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 lend me money which again i, I know people in certain situations won't be as fortunate to i was very very lucky in that regard um the person i was most worried about was my was my dad and he was just upset and concerned for me and he was really really supportive really really helpful um but thankfully after that i, I you know i said i want to do this properly so i 
there's a website here in the UK called Gamcare and I got in contact with them. I rang up and they were, they sent me out this sort of questionnaire. I filled out all the details and they assigned me um, essentially a, a therapist uh, who, you know, would, we would do weekly sessions. If I, if I wanted more, I could, I could ask for more. Um, and we would just have these weekly one hour zoom sessions and just speak back and forth to one another. Um, and she was, she was absolutely amazing. She was really, 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 really understanding. Um, yeah, re- really good at her job. And she, you know, she had all this, these leaflets with her, these numbers that I could call forums to speak to other people who've been in situations. And, and I think as well, it was, it was important to speak to people in a similar situation, but of a similar sort of age, because I feel there's sometimes maybe a stereotype that of, of how maybe someone addicted to sports betting might look. Um, in my head, I was like, I'm too young to be addicted to this or whatever. Um, but yeah, and thankfully they, they gave me the software, which meant I was, I was banned. For, I can't use any kind of online betting companies now. Um, local betting shops, um, there's a, a thing you can sign up for as well that, you know, they don't allow you in. It's almost like having a wanted poster in there. They just send us, turn you away, which is good. But, um, but yeah, that was definitely the, yeah, the combination of, you know, thankfully the, the right person at the right time at work, my family and the, the support of that, that company. Um, and it was really, really nice to know that there was support out there that does make a difference and does really help. Yeah. If you ask for help so many times that help can come Callum, that's the greatest part in all of this, but so is you being willing to share your story. Thank you so much for taking the time for us today. It's absolutely fine. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Callum Spore talking about his own sports betting experience.